This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, Indeed.com, and Rocket Money. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome into the A-List podcast. I'm Kwani Lunas alongside H.R. Blakely and Gary Washburn. I haven't seen y'all since All last year. I haven't seen you all year, Kwani. That just will never get old. I don't care. You you really don't. You really don't. We <laughs> know this. You really don't care. <laughs> I'm the queen of courtiness, and I'm okay with that. It's who I am. I'm so just glad to you see you in the new year, Corny. You too, Gary. Have you been since last year? What you been up to? Watching a lot of bad basketball, which we're going to get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, just trying to maintain. Trying to maintain. Keeping my new suede Pumas nice and shine, nice and clean. Nice okay. And clean. Would you Gary? for Christmas? I got Ashley's little pre-Christmas gift to me. Oh, for me to me. You got a gift you though. yourself a Christmas gift. He did the Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I want to thank me for believing in me. me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I can't with y'all. I, I still got home. a pair of them in the box. Matter of fact. Let's see him. Let's see him. Oh, We're no. a visual podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, you're gonna have to. Oh, Make sure you pull up the video on YouTube. Look at that. Fresh. Wow. Fresh to the death. Coolest, the coolest dad shoe in the world. Fresh to death. Get it. The Celtics playing of late, however, has not been fresh. Yeah, we can get into that. Let's let's do that. Let's start first with their terrible loss to OKC, the most lopsided loss of the season. First, I want to ask you this, because, of course, Celtics fans, understandably so, are dramatically upset about this win. Lose, loss, sorry. Do you two see it as that much of a big of a deal? Because the the way people have been dramatic on the timeline, I think there might be a little bit of overreaction, but would love to hear your thoughts. Well, I mean, I'm not ready to just kind of, you know, just nuke the whole squad and start from scratch and scorch the earth or anything like that. But there's some concern. I'm, I'm concerned, not the fact that they're losing, but the way that they're going about losing and the way that they are responding, uh, you know, they, they got their asses with bad by an Oklahoma City team that basically was just out there running. They weren't executing at this elite level. What Oklahoma City was doing was just simply outworking them in every way, shape and form. You can imagine it was an effort game and and one team showed up, Oklahoma City, and one team didn't. And. To hear the players respond afterwards, um, it, it it didn't sound like they were seeing that there was a there was a lack of a sense of urgency that they had in this game, and that their thinking is that well, you know, we just got to shoot better, uh, we just got to make our shots. And I'm and I'm looking at them like, nah, yeah, there's there's more problems going on than just shot making. Uh, for you to not respond to being down by thirty or some to a team that's five, six, seven games below five hundred. And you're just like, well, you know, we just, we'll, we'll figure this out. Nah, bruh. Nah. You, you, I mean, I'm looking for them to just have that moment where they're just like, you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're not comfortable losing like this. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to not compete. And they didn't. I'll say this. Um, I do think teams go through this. A couple weeks ago, Milwaukee went into Memphis and lost by 40. With That's Giannis. a good team, Gary. Yeah. Memphis is a good team, but you don't. There's no team that ever should lose by 40 points with Giannis on the coup ball on the floor. You know, so everybody has their like terrible games. I'm concerned personally because of the lack of kind of urgency to begin the game. 
-hmm. What you're doing is you're letting these players, like, I just think you got, I'm going to go with Sherrod's uh, bad boy Pistons. Like, you got to start laying some dudes out. And I'm going to talk about, like, hurting dudes. But you can't let Bones Highland dribble for 24 seconds and then get to the rim unimpeded. You can't let him shimmy before, like, teams are, the Celtics are a big game, and they're showing them up. And that was bad enough. And I mentioned that to those guys and asked questions about Bruce Brown. Every time he hit a three, no, somebody need to come out here and need to guard me. Like, that kind of, like, like you know, why am I open? I'm just that good. Like, and then, you know, they just didn't seem to trip off that. But then the Oklahoma game was worse. Then Jalen Williams was trying to embarrass them dudes. That dude off a made free throw at the end of the third quarter dribbled all the way down the floor without anyone stopping him and dunked. And the last line of defense was Peyton Pritchard who backed up. Like, foul the hell out of him. Like, you're not, no, bro, you're not doing that. Nope. Boom. Crowd goes crazy. Like, what is? what are we doing? Like, where's the pride? Where is the, like, nah. Like, and it's like, Basketball is a game. Just like you, like you, you want to stop them from doing their job. Yes, and these guys are great athletes. Yes, and there's always another game the next day. Yes, but you have to kind of realize when you're being embarrassed. You have to kind of realize when a team is trying to show your ass up, and the Thunder were showing them up and rubbing it in and making them look bad. And I don't. Marcus got upset and got ejected because he was just pissed, but. You gotta care about that. Like that, that, that you, you, your mama watching that game. Your peoples, like you gotta care that like it's not like you lost by seven, and they just played exceptionally well. You were down by a million thirty-seven points. They were down by twenty at halftime. Isaiah Joe, second-round pick last year out of Arkansas, scored seventeen in the second quarter. Then Josh Giddy. Scored 17 in a third. You had two different dudes go for 17 in a separate quarter. That's embarrassing. And you can't, oh, well, you know, then, you know, Missoula, well, our defense has been good. It just was tonight. No, it's not. No, it hasn't been good all year. Stop it with that. Like, we're, we're ranked fifth in defense. No. Defensive rating in, in the eye test, we all watch the games. Do we see a stifling defense? Hell no. If you want to go by, okay, we held, you know, this team and, and the numbers end up working for, for good defensive, for a defensive rating. If you want to stick with the analytics on this, I'm sticking with the eye test. That's not a good defensive team. They don't have a rim protector. Teams are disrespecting them. Oklahoma City scored 70 damn points in the paint. 70. Like half half their points down there in the paint. They hit 23s. Like, that's their scoring. Like, what are we, like what's going on? So basically, they so that's 60 points on three, 70 points in the paint. And they score what so they scored 20, 20 points on mid-range shots and free throws. So they went do did two things shooting it. Killing you from the three or killing you at the rim. That's not a good defensive team. I'm sorry. Don't give me the like, we held, uh, you know, the Clippers to six, you know, four points in the last. Don't, don't, 
I don't want to hear that. Like, I've watched basketball too damn long. That's not a good defense. And then Malcolm Brogdon admitted to me that, like, we took it, we took our foot off the gas once we found out that St. Gilles Alexander wasn't playing. Like, who is the leader on this team? Who is like, hey, fellas, F that. We got to go out there and stop these dudes. Let's give ourselves an easy night. And that's Let's usually take what the life out of them early. Nope. Yeah. You sit there and let them get hot. And then, dudes, you didn't read about the scouting report. Guys like Isaiah Joe look like Allen Iverson. Yeah. I was like, thinking he was more like a cross between Isaiah Thomas and Joe Johnson. So they just said, we're just going to call you Isaiah Joe good. tonight. Like, that's real. That's really. Because he gave them the bracelets. Like, that's real hood of you, Shabazz. That's real hood. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't. That was ridiculous. Anyway, you like dudes that you probably don't know about because the the Thunder have a lot of those guys. We do now. Aaron Aaron Wiggins. Have you heard of him? He got off in your ass. Isaiah Joe. We've we know Josh Giddy. Right. Jalen Wins, a rookie out of Santa Clara. Okay. Like, do you know these some of these guys? Have you read the scouting report? Were you prepared for the game? Did you come off that Denver game and say, you know what? We got our ass kicked against Denver. I'm mad. I'm going to get the net. Whoever's next is getting me. Nope. Y'all came in. Hey, we, they ain't got the best player. We're going to go up here and smack. And then you don't make a defensive statement early. You try to get them by hitting threes. So what you do there is if you're not hot and the other team starts hitting threes, they get comfortable. You got to make a defensive statement to begin the game. Physical, be physical, pick up some damn fouls, knock a dude into the third row when he's trying to do the whole dunk, like do something to, to send a message. But who is that person? Who's going to do that? Al? No. Marcus? Probably. Yeah, he's done it with Taylor Jason? No. Like, it's a, Jason's too concerned with getting his get, getting his three ball off. Like it's just like they're so focused on let's bombard them with threes that they just don't stop. They don't play defense. And then once their threes, the Denver game they went three for nineteen from three in the first half. So what did that do? Bruce Brown, Bones Highland, all got hot, and so Aaron Gordon got in their ass. Michael Porter Jr. So you let four of their dudes not name Jokic, get hot, and then you wonder why you didn't win that game. And this time, they had dudes that got hot they didn't even know about. Don't tell me they knew about Isaiah Joe. They just didn't. They probably didn't. I did, because I love the name. Well, the, the, to me, the, the funny thing about Isaiah Joe, though, though, Gary, was that, you know, one of the oh, knocks... God. On Another was Isaiah was, Joe note here? Well, <laughs> look, we... Look... We're going to pay more attention to Isaiah Joe than they did. So let's just keep that. Let's just keep that 100 right now. Isaiah Joe, one of the knocks on him was that he was nothing but a guy that could just just knock down shots. He was getting to the cup at will. And that for me was the, 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 that was the, those were the cookie crumbs left on the floor. Like, you know what? They have no clue about how to win this game tonight because if they're letting a guy who has been in the league as long as Isaiah Joe has been in, get do the one thing he does not do well, which is get to the rim. They ain't trying to win this game. Well, they the ain't trying to compete. I, the play that I knew was that something was wrong was 
I forgot who it was, but someone from the Thunder took a corner three and Jalen defended it. It was in the first half. Jalen, def- it was second quarter. Jalen defended it. Al was under the basket against Lugenitz, Lugenitz Dortz. Dortz. Okay. Jalen backed off. Both of them looked at each other and watched Dort get the damn free throw like this, get the rebound like literally like this. Like he did a crazy acrobatic move to get the rebound in front of two Celtics watching him, grabbed the ball, then went up and got fouled and hit two free throws. They thought they had a defensive stop. They didn't finish the play. They didn't work hard enough to get the rebound. They watched Dort, who's 6'5", and looked like he played in the NFL. Like that dude is a real deal, physical specimen cat. You don't want to go see him in a dark alley. You He went up and... Got the rebound over Allen Jalen, and then got fouled. And you were just like, that's just playing harder. Yeah. Like they, Allen Jalen thought we got the stop. We forced, I can't remember, it might have been Giddy or Wiggins, one of those cats, Trey Mann, who I don't know why. Trey Mann hit seven threes against them last year. He had five, like, y'all don't realize Trey Mann can shoot. He hit five against them tonight. Like, it's just ignorance of the scatter report. It's almost insulting. But that one play where Dort between two Celtics got the rebound and then got fouled and hit two free throws, I was like, these dudes ain't playing hard. They're just going to win. They're just trying to win this game on talent. They think these young dudes aren't as good as they are. Mm-hmm. And they're not. But when they hit shots and they're comfortable and they disrespect your defense and you got guys who just ain't showing up, like, we could talk about this. Like, Jason and Jalen, who's the third guy here? They have been – the rest of the guys have been freaking terrible. They have Derek White, Brogdon, Al had two points in – two points – what is it? Three points and two rebounds in 20-something minutes last night. Um, like, Grant, like, they're not getting – Jason and Jalen are not getting scoring help. No. When they do, they're almost unbeatable. When they don't, they are in trouble. And then they their defense slips, so other teams get comfortable. So now you got teams like the Thunder running you into the running you to the ground and clowning you. So I was personally concerned. I know the old to the, the game. You know who they play next? They play Luca. We think Luca Luca had 60 and 50 last week. What do you think he's gonna do? You think he's on the scouting report? I hope so. But you can't let Tim Hardaway get five threes and right. Dorian Finney-Smith and Christian White. There's other guys on the Mavericks. So to me, it's like, what? Like, where's the preparation here? And where's the message getting into, like, we need to get into this team ass. Like, we need, to, we need to make this an easy night. The Houston game. They messed around the first half, and the Rockets made a bunch of young mistakes in the second half, and it looked like an easy win. The Clippers, they played hard. They made some plays. They won with, the, you know, like the Clipper game was a, a solid performance. Like the Milwaukee game was a solid performance. But Houston, Denver, Oklahoma City, three out of the last four, not good performances. I'm not going to give them Houston. Houston just, Houston's too young. Well, they thought Oklahoma City was Houston. They, Oklahoma City ain't Houston. Yeah. Well, with that being said, what we're going to play a quick game of pick and roll. What do you think the Celtics will need to get back on track? 
better scoring or better defense? Because it seems like a split divide. Better defense. Oh, it's defense. They're gonna score the ball. They scored hundred. They scored. They scored one hundred seventeen points last night. They lost by thirty three. The problem with defense. They scored one hundred eleven points against Denver. They lost by twelve. Like that's the defense is the problem. And Joe, well, we're rated, we're rated fifth in uh, you know defensive rating. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, come on. The eye test tells me your defense is a problem. Teams are disrespecting you. The Thunder was like, we're going to attack the rim and shoot the three. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was one, there was one play where pick and roll, Jalen and Grant, nobody guarded Giddy. He walked right to the rim, layup. They looked at each other. You were supposed to get him. No, you were supposed to get him. Like, it's just, it's Communicate. Like, it's like, that's the problem. And we're 40, damn near 40 games in at 26 and 12. We're three games from, from the midpoint of the season, the, the, the official midpoint, not the all-star break. And y'all still having communication issues? Y'all still think y'all can win by, by shooting the lights out every night? What happens when the ball doesn't go in? But the, they're scoring nicely, 117, 111, but you're getting smacked. So it's the defense. Yeah, we're we're both in, uh, aligned on this one. The, the problem that I have with with them is they they're not embracing the reality that when you play good defense, you're playing good defense more likely than not because you're giving great effort. And when you play with great effort at one end of the floor, it tends to spill over on the opposite end of the floor. And conversely, when you play shoddy and take shortcuts at one end of the floor, and that's the way that you're playing you're going to do the same thing at the other end of the floor. That's what we're seeing with their defense. Offensively, you're right, Gary. They can score with anyone and everyone in the NBA. They've been one of the top offensive teams in the league all season long, and they're going to finish the year as one of the top scoring teams in the NBA. But can they figure out that their defense has to lead the charge if they're going to charge their way back to the finals? If you look back at last season – it wasn't the fact that all of a sudden they were just destroying teams with this amazing shot making down the stretch. They started locking kids up. They started putting the clamps on teams the latter part of the season, and that spilled into the playoffs because they allowed their effort defensively to carry the day, and thus their offense became slightly better. They need to find a way to get back to being that kind of team because that's the kind of team that they're built to be. That's the kind of team that when you talk about being the best version of yourself as a team – it has to be their defense. What they've been able to do offensively has been a mirage. Uh, I, I've been bothered by their defense all season long because at some point, and we've seen this, Gary, time and quantity, time and time again, when teams allow their offense to be the narrative as to how they play, they always come up short. They always make a little bit of noise. They have lots of highlights. Think about all those great Houston teams that James Harden was, was playing on just scoring at will. Think about all, all those, you know, those teams that have this high octane Phoenix Suns back when they had Steve Nash and they're putting up ridiculous, you know, video game like numbers. They never want to chip. And the reason why, because when you get to the playoffs, it's about the grind. You don't get there if you don't know how to grind and grinding begins at the defensive end of the floor. And then it can translate that effort that you put into grinding defensively. You put similar effort into what you do offensively. It's not going to be pretty, but it's winning basketball. And the Celtics, you're winning, but I don't believe they're playing winning basketball because they haven't allowed their defense to be front and center the way it needs to be for them to get back to the finals. 
And we know the quote, defense wins championships, so they definitely need to step that, that up. But before we move on, let's talk about one of our teammates who is always on the defense for you when you want to come to, when it comes to betting at least. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite leagues and events. BetOnline.ag, that's where you're going to type into your browser to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you'll need to do is use the promo code CLNS the number 50 to receive that reward. Once again, that's a 50% welcome bonus. I know it's a new year. People are trying to save money, but why not save money and then spend some and make more with betonline.ag. That's a 50% welcome bonus using that promo code CLNS50. BetOnline, where the games start. So when we talk about defense, a person that definitely comes to mind a lot of the times for the Celtics is Robert Williams. And He's DNP. He's probably still at a point where they're trying to manage his injury. So what, from what you've seen, what is the sample size that we've had to see of him this season on the floor? What have you gained from watching him, but also what is your level of concern with Rob being able to fulfill this entire NBA season for the Celtics? Don't all speak at once now. <laughs> Rod, you're muted. I know a lot of the things that we like. Boomers, man. <laughs> I know. If you knew, then why would you mute it? <laughs> I wanted to make sure I didn't interrupt you in your soliloquy. Last there question. You see, respect, respect. Got to respect, respect <laughs> my elders. That's all. Not your elders. Got to respect my elders. <laughs> anyway, your thoughts. Robert Williams III. Yeah, get to the question. Uh, does a lot of the things that we knew he could do even before the injury, and he's able to do this. But the problem that I'm having now is. We're not seeing nearly as much of him on the floor when he is playing. And we're still dealing with this load management, injury management dynamic that makes me a little bit nervous because you're going to need Robert Williams to be very impactful come playoff time. And if you're already in the management business game right now, um, I'm not sure if it's you're necessarily doing that so that you can ratchet him up to be being good enough to play longer stretches in the playoffs or whether that injury is still fragile enough to where you're concerned that he's going to go out there and re-aggravate it. Um, but the bottom line is this, they're going to need him to be as close to his best version when playoffs get here. And the way that they're bringing him along now, I'm not feeling confident that he's going to be there uh, because again, I, I would have thought by now, and it's been a couple, it's been a, a week or so, a couple weeks, I would have thought he would have been closer to playing the minutes that he typically plays, but it looks like they're curating, even though they say there's no minutes restriction, he's playing less than 20 minutes a game. And I'm sorry, but you don't have enough players in your front line to where Robert Williams should be playing less than 20 minutes. Uh, that's just not being realistic uh, with anyone who has seen him play or seen the guys that play behind him. So particularly when you look at Al Horford, who, and, and again, Al loved the death, good player, but Al looked old against OKC. It was one of the few games where he just looked like he just didn't have anything really available to give. And I would have I would have probably not played in that game the way he was playing. He just didn't have it. It happens. Um, but it's 
the bottom line with Robert Williams is you need him to be an impactful performer at both ends of the floor. I still don't think they use him enough in a, from an offensive standpoint. I think he's more than anything else. He's just out there running up and down, hoping to get an offensive rebound. I think they need to find ways to involve him more in the offense, uh, not necessarily as a score, but just involve him touching the ball, doing something that forces defenses to at least acknowledge that he's on the floor. Uh, they need more from him, and they need to figure out ways to get him more opportunities. But 18, 20 minutes, that's not enough time for Robert Williams. Yeah, I'm not, you know, if he, if they just wanted to, you know, I think there's another thing, too. I think they wanted to give him a break. They were like, well, we should we, we should beat the Thunder, so we're going to give him a break so we can get, uh, so it's like we can get, you know, him ready and ready to go for Dallas. So I think that was another mistake. They they kind of gave they maybe looked past the thunder, giving Robert Williams a, a, day, a day off, knowing that they need him against against the Mavericks. But I do think he needs to play maybe 23 to 25 minutes as opposed to 18 to 20. Um, I I agree with Sherrod. They could use him more on those lobs, give him a little opportunity to score at the rim. Um, and but I want to see more of a defensive impact from Robert. I want to see some rim protection, more rebounds, but he, I think he's done fine. I don't I have any problems with what he's done, um, but I want to see a little bit more of it. And I do think that they're going to have to figure out what to do with the five. Like Horford started to concern me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they just, there's games. He just doesn't have it. Right. He's just a non-factor three for 10 against the Nuggets. Um, two point, three points against the Thunder. Um, there's just some games. There's some games he does. But there's some games he doesn't. So who do you go to? Like, you you know, if Robert isn't playing, do you, do you go to Luke Cornett? Um, do you use some Blake Griffin action? Like, what do you do at the f- five? You got you still got Vonley. You got to make a decision on him. Actually, <laughs> in the next, like, few days on what to do with Noah Vonley. Or do you bring in another kind of quality big who can fill some space? And I just think, and it's more, and I'm not a big DeMarcus Cousins great fan, but you do need kind of an enforcer on this team. You need somebody knocking some ass, somebody on the ass. Like DeMarcus ain't letting that happen against the Thunder. He ain't letting Jalen Williams go coast to coast. Like you got to send some messages. Al's just not that guy. He's just not. That's not his nature. You know, who on the team, like, you need a nasty dude on this team. You know, um, you need a mean MF on this team. And Rob really isn't that guy. Uh, Al, I said, like, Al started to concern me in terms of just kind of like the, the days where he's not quite, he doesn't quite have it. Al should do more than two, three rebounds in 20-plus minutes. If you're not going to score, Al, which is fine, you don't have to score times, Hit the boards, play D, you know, but just don't be a non-factor out there. And I, you know, and I just the last couple of games, he just hasn't been a factor. So I think they need to do something at that five position and you know, ramp up because teams are coming after you. Mm-hmm. We can talk about this. The Brooklyn has won 13 straight. Like the Nets are on your heels. They're a half game going into that game tonight. Um Against the Bulls, they could be tied. Like the 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 Nets seem to have found something. You, you know, Sherrod's favorite favorite NBA player of all time, Kyrie Irving, is 
you know, <laughs> cooperating. Co he's been a model citizen. They're playing together. Jock Vaughn, you know, one of the one of the good guys that we we all know around the league. One of the good guys has got those guys balling up, and they could be a factor. Milwaukee's coming after you. Philadelphia's coming after you. So Celtics needs to do something. Like I just think the five is becoming a problem position. You know, uh, unless you're going to spread the wealth, you're going to, let's say you're going to get Blake out there more, or you're going to give Vonley another shot. They try to give Vonley a shot. You know, you can't, you can't stay out of foul trouble, uh, you know, or do you part ways with him and get one of these just said, you get Dwight Howard from Taiwan or you get like, you, you might have to do something here. Cause like I said, like you can't depend on Robert for 30, 35 minutes. Al is not uh, as consistent as he was. So what do you do? Well, it's funny you mentioned Boogie Cousins because I think Sherrod had some thoughts on him. Gary, I'm going to just tell you right now, okay? Three words for you. Go get Boogie. Go get him. <laughs> Listen, Gary, <laughs> first of all, he's an upgrade over what you're getting out of Vonley. That's not even in his, even in his diminished state. Boogie Cousins is better than Vonley, first of all. Number two, people forget that dude is only 32 years old. I mean, he's had some injuries, obviously, but he's still a relatively young player. And the role that you would need him in is, and in case of an emergency, we're going to play 10, 15 minutes this night. He is more than capable of doing that. And the fact, let's, and if we're being honest and keeping it 100, he, he's going to come into this situation in a very different, more humble state than he's ever been in because he knows if the Celtics reached out to him, that's literally the only shot he's going to get back to getting in the, in the league. And, and getting I a think, ring, potentially. Yeah, and a have ring. a shot at the ring. And, yeah. and he's not going to be expected to carry the franchise. He's not going to be buried at the end of the bench because as we know, there is a clear need for them to get some additional help at that position. And the other thing that always comes into play when you add a, a veteran player, is he someone that his teammates will respect. Blake Griffin has seen Boogie Cousins up close and personal in his prime. You're going to get that from Blake. Tatum and Brown are old enough to where they remember when Boogie was balling out in Sacktown. You've got enough guys in your inner circle, your core group that are currently here who will recognize the talent that you're bringing in, understand that it's not quite what it used to be, but there's still something left in the tank. And if you're the Celtics, to me, it's a high reward, low risk proposition because what you're getting out of Vonley is nothing now. And so at least at least with Boogie Cousins, you bring in a guy that has the talent to elevate you to a level that you need to get to. And the other point, and this is the last one I will make on, on, on this particular situation, is that with Boogie Cousins, you're adding a player who understands that I ain't that dude no more. Every 29 teams have made that abundantly clear that I am not that dude anymore. So I've got a choice. I either join a crew that has a role for me. That's not quite what I'm used to, but I can get adjusted to that. And remember he did a pretty damn good job in a diminished role in his last couple of stops. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't hear about the drama and, and all that other knucklehead stuff that tends that has followed him throughout his career. Mm -hmm. I think you will get the best version of Boogie Cousins at this point in his career possible. And if you're the Celtics, again, you add talent to the, to the mix. You need to add more talent to the mix. Uh, you need to add somebody that when teams are putting a scouting report together, 
they're not just going to gloss over him. This is not Luke Cornett, okay? This is not Sam Hauser. This is not, you know, Noah Vonley. These aren't guys that, you know, at the end of your bench. This is a guy that's that, that when his career is done, he is going to be on that potential Hall of Fame bubble. When you look at the number of all-star appearances that he's, I don't think he'll get in, but when you look at the number of times he's been an all-star, it's at minimum something to talk about. Gary, your I know, face. Gary, you anti, you anti. Gary, your face. I'm not anti boogie at all. I like boogie. Oh. I don't know if he's a hall of famer. I don't think he is. But when you look at the times he's been an all star, he looks at the guys who get in. He means he, he checks off that box. Is what he's I'm a saying. productive player, professional, a guy who's got a mean streak to him, can score at the rim. This team needs a. This team needs a, and as we all know, Shira, and that dog. We all know from from that that prophet Doc Rivers. <laughs> Every great team needs a crazy dude. An instigator. Oh, yeah, we have talked about that. Is, is Marcus your crazy dude? This nah, team I mean, now. last game is probably, I think he's yeah. trying to get there. But <laughs> working this on team it. needs a crazy dude. They need somebody who's a little bit off. And they need somebody with a mean streak. Like, to yeah. me, watching the game last night, the Oklahoma game, like, you just can't let some of that disrespect happen. You can't. You got to knock somebody in their ass. Jalen Williams can't go coast to coast and dunk. Like that was and one mixtape stuff. Right. Yeah. Like that's embarrassing. And you gotta feel like man, you gotta feel like crap going to the plane and, and, and acting like, oh, no big deal. We just lost. Like you can't be chilling in the locker. I'm not saying they were, but you can't take this. Like Tatum's comments after the game were like, eh, you know, I ain't really tripping, man. Like, I don't get too hot. I get it, Jason. But yeah. you gotta be a little bit upset. You gotta they be like, damn, this is my team out there. Jalen, Jalen, that's your team out there. Jason, that's your team out there. You are the two leaders. The leaders ain't out. You are the two dogs of this team, the two head conchos on this team. The head of the snake. That's your team out there looking stupid, looking like a fool. Making all these people Ooh. laugh at you. <laughs> like making them, ah, oh, look at the Celtics. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. They didn't play hard. And then Missoula freely admitted they didn't play hard. Ugh. Like, what's wrong with but what? That as as a coach, I, I that's the one that's literally the only thing you can control in a game. Is play hard. If, if you play badly, that's the I only get thing it. you have control of. If that team beat the Celtics by seven where they just played an exceptional game. One dude came out the blue. Five dudes scored hey. 20 points. That's happened three times in like the last 30-something years. Five dudes scored over 20 points. Yeah, giving you have no in-game adjustment. Two dudes scored 17 a quarter. Right? Yeah. That's some unprecedented stuff. There was a franchise high. The Thunder have been in existence, I'm going to say since like 2008. For points and a points in a quarter. They scored 46 points in the third quarter. 46. And they had two 40-point quarters. Yes, the second and the third. They scored 86 total points on 67% shooting in the second and third quarter. You don't mean to tell me that's like just luck. God, guys are just hitting shots. I remember, <laughs> I remember in college. Um, whoa, whoa. Going back, going back. Man, <laughs> oh, my friends. Hopefully, some of my friends from the Daily Cow will we'll see this. Uh, we had uh, 
our, our the Cal men's soccer team. They were projected to be like win the conference the my last year. They're very like you know senior laden team. Woo woo. They started out. They, I think they were you know three six and two whatever. And every game they lost was an excuse. Every game. And so in our office, we had something we put on the board that said soccer excuse of the day. Because every time they lost, it was all oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to us. And one of the one of the um, excuses was we face all good goalies. Oh, come on. <laughs> and, what? and my whole thing is that's the Celtics. Like guy, guys are just hitting shots. Guys just got hot. The reason you face all good goals is because your offense sucks. The reason that guys are getting hot is because your defense and your effort. It's not guys just got hot tonight. Right. Bruce and you should Brown, expect to be facing good goalies. Let's be real. Like we're playing the best of the best. I understand that team records play a hand, but you should be expecting to play up to the level of the standards of the NBA every game. Like you face a team without their best score and you take it off. And then you just guess. take or a night off. Bruce Brown hits one and 1.3 three-pointers a game. He had four in the first, like, you're letting guys, it, that happened against Orlando. Paolo Banchero hit six threes. Yeah, yeah. And that one game they lost where Tatum wasn't there. That was, yeah. He had 24-3, like, you letting dudes get off. Like, these dudes practice too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sherrod, well, we've all seen Marcus Smart practice excessively on his three-pointer. And that makes him one of the many players in our league that is good one night and not so good the next. There's just something that separates Curry and Thompson, the dudes who shoot, who are just like, who are amazing. My, it's not, and, and sometimes it ain't practice. It's just technique or something else. Because I didn't see Marcus for years work on that three-pointer. Mm-hmm. It's not like Marcus don't practice. So that means that puts you in a position where there's going to be some nights that's, that, that shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you, you know, and Banchero a month ago had six. He practices. It shows he works. Now, it doesn't work all the time, but if you let guys get hot, if you face all good goalies, quote unquote, you just let dudes step step into shots without no defense. They're going to get confident. It's a confident league. And so, to me, the Suns are the Cal soccer team. Oh, oh, it was guys got hot. Oh, our defense, you know, like no, it was effort. It's you, man. And that was what the last two games. Um, it's them. The Indiana game, it was them. It's more and more not like, well, you faced an exceptional performance. I mean, we're just starting to see, like, when they lose, it's generally their fault. You know, like, what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't, I mean, great story about Cal's soccer team. Speaking of men's soccer, Syracuse, did you know who the national champion is this year in men's soccer? That'd be the Syracuse University Orange, but moving on. Um, we got some bills to pay, don't we, Kwani? Yes. So but let's take a pause real quick because <laughs> as we step into the new year, I know a lot of small businesses are trying to figure out what their goals are going to be for the year. And indeed, I think is a business a partner at least that will help you with your goals. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths 
and challenges to succeed, you're going to need a hiring partner to adapt to your needs. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. They have this instant match tool that over 80% of employers say they get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match the job description the moment they sponsor a job. When you sponsor Indeed posts in the U.S., you're actually three times more likely to get a hire. And with Indeed, you can select for the skills that matter most to you, add from a selection of over 100 Indeed assessment tests to your job posts, and hone in on candidates that have the right skills for your job faster. Again, it's the new year. A lot of companies are probably looking to revamp their teams. Even better, Indeed is in the only job site where you can only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. So if all of this sounds intriguing to you, you can start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to update your job post on Indeed.com. All you'll need to do is use Indeed.com slash A-list. That's the URL. Offer good for a limited time. You can claim, once again, a $75 credit now on Indeed.com slash A-list. Indeed.com slash A-list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So. We've talked about Robert Williams. We've talked about the Celtics overall. Gary, you mentioned this a little bit, and we want to go into a little more depth. Malcolm Brogdon, he came in as one of those veteran leaders that we think we thought that the Celtics needed. You mentioned your conversation with him. Let, let's get a little more into it, whatever you're willing to share about your conversation with Brogdon. No, I just asked them whether they kind of took their foot off the gas or kind of took a collective deep breath when they found out because when we got to, like the, the whole thing about Gilgis Alexander wasn't announced until uh, Oklahoma City coach came into the media session mm-hmm. about hour 45 minutes before the game and just announced, oh, he's out. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's you know, non-COVID illness, you know. So obviously less than two hours before the game. So I'm sure that obviously circulated to the locker room, the Celtics, and, and he just said that, that he felt like they took a collective deep breath and thought, okay, we got this. And, you know, now did they not read the scouting reports Did they just, you know, I'm sure they prepared like they usually do. I'm sure that they felt like they were ready. I don't think they came in and said, you know what, we're just not ready to play tonight. I'm yeah. sure that they said they thought that they were ready to go. But then, you know, they face guys that quite honestly are not household NBA names. I mean, Aaron Wiggins, do we know a lot about him? No. And no relation uh, to Andrew. Yeah, Aaron Wiggins, <laughs> Trey Mann, kid from Florida. Trey Mann, no relation to Terrence Mann. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. You know, Good one. There's uh, Jalen Williams, I said, rookie out of Santa Clara. No relation to Josh. Yeah, no relation. We know Josh Giddy. <laughs> and, we knew, and we know Lou Dort because he's yeah. been around a couple of years. Exactly. So you're facing a team of, of guys that are just like, that are young and hungry. And, Malcolm told me something very, he was like, dude, those dudes are playing for contracts. They're playing for status. They're, yeah. they're, they want what you got. Yep. Right. Right. So they're going to play hard and they know these dudes don't think we can win. They don't know us. They don't follow us. We're in the Western conference. We got a losing record. They don't, you know, the thunder just lost by 15 points at home. I'm sorry, 18 points at home the other night to Philadelphia, you know, they got smacked. So I'm sure the Celtics is like, well, shoot, we, you know, I was with Gildas Alexander. So, so 
I'm sure the Celtics looked at that and thought, and I just thought that was a, a major concern. And, you know, Brockton said they should take it personal. Now, how many of those guys do take it personal? How many of those guys are really upset? Or how many of those guys are like, man, I'm going to go back to the room, play some video games and chill. And I'll be ready. You know, we'll see what happens. Like, you know, when you have this philosophy, and that's what I ask a lot of coaches about, um, you know, like guys like Jamal Mosley in Orlando or, um, you know, Steve Cliff or like got co- when you're coaching teams that are rebuilding um, Houston, Steven size in Houston, you got to get used to losing because you can't bang it. You know, when you're, when you're a rebuilding team like that and you're a young dude in the league and you're making money and you've got your dream, but you're losing a lot, you can't trip too hard off lot. Like you can't bang your head against the wall after every loss. Cause one, you're going to lose a lot because you're rebuilding and two, there's always a next game. So you become more numb to losing. You don't trip because, oh, we got another one. We got 82. You know, I think that's a decent mentality to have because you can't take everything to heart. But I think you do have to take losses, certain games, personally. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose to the Bucks by five, and we could have won that game. We played well. You know, they're a good club. You lose twice to Orlando, you should take that personally. You lose to Oklahoma City. Like, like this is a loss that should be taken a little bit more personally than uh, we got another MJ mentality. Yeah, MJ took like everything we, personally. <laughs> yeah, we good. We, you know, we good. We got another one in a couple of days. Mm. Like, you should take this one personal. You should, this would be special. But some players are trained, well, it's another game. I'm not tripping. Like Jason seems to be kind of that, you know, eh, hey, we lost. That's all good. Now, I don't think that doesn't mean he doesn't care about the game and care about the team, but I think he's been conditioned to understand by people, hey, you can't take everything so personally. But I think certain games you have to take personally. I think this was this was an alarm. Like this is like as Jalen, I agree with Jalen saying, like, this is this alarm. If you don't see some, if you don't think something's wrong after this, if you just think that they got hot, we faced all good goalies. Like if you just think that, you know, it would just happen to be a, a good night, then that's a problem. So I, 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 I was applauded and appreciated what Brogdon was saying that they need to take it personally. I'm just wondering if everybody in the locker room feels that way. And then if they don't, who gets that message across? Who yeah. is the guy? Is it Marcus? Yeah, Who is the guy to be like, hey, fellas, listen, like, we're not, we're not getting this game on TNT. Our mama watching. Marcus is going to be back. Marcus back home near his hometown. Like, I ain't getting embarrassed on TNT. I ain't, Luke ain't going for 48 on us. Like, that ain't happening. <laughs> like, I'm not getting humiliated and having be, have them talk about us on first take in the morning about how we, how we're frauds. So, we need to show up. Who is going to say in the locker room? I don't know. I feel like I, I it's been think... a recurring question this entire podcast too. Like, who is that guy? And it sounds as though he's he doesn't exist yet, or he exists, but he's just not on the right roster. Nah, they're not. Yeah, they're 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 just not built to be that kind of team based upon the players they have. And and you can still win at a high level, but at some point you need someone who is not only willing 
to do the dirty work, but is capable of doing the dirty work. Who's willing to, can I, you know, get their hands in the mud a little bit, get a little dirty and just, just be kind of feisty, have a little more dog in them, have, have a little more outward dog in them. I think a lot of, I mean, I think most of the players on the Celtics scene, they play hard and, and when they are locked and engaged, but they're, I don't, other than Marcus Smart, I don't see there's a guy who has that dog in him that you know is there pretty much every time they step out on the floor. Uh, it makes it a little bit tricky figuring out, you know, what you're going to get in, in from some nights uh, when the effort isn't there as a group uh, to whether they're just going to find a way to fight through that and, and give themselves a chance to be successful. Um, one more friend of ours who knows a thing or two about success is our good friends at Rocket Money. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app that you can use that helps you track all your expenses. And because of it, you no longer will be wasting money on subscriptions you don't even use. You might've heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Do you know how much your subscriptions really are costing you? Most Americans think that they're spending around 80 bucks a month on subscriptions. When truth be told, the actual cost is closer to 200 and some dollars. I found this out the hard way when I signed up for Rocket Money, uh, that my expenses were way more than I thought they were. And needless to say, a few things got snippity, snippity, snip, snip, cut out of the mix. And Rocket Money was a big part of allowing me to do that. The app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for, which was huge for me. Uh, you may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription is super duper, super easy. All you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash A-list. Seriously, it can save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash A-list. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com. Back to the Kwani Lunas production. Thank you. Thank you. So looking ahead, the big game that's coming up, every every game is a big game, but then the most closest on the calendar, at least right now, is the one that they'll play against the Mavericks in Dallas. Boston won the first matchup, 125-112. Tatum had 37. Luka had 42. Who do you think is going to be the player to watch besides those two? Because they're the obvious ones. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown because Jalen, he's, here's the thing. There's certain games where I think Tatum is going to be as good as the other team's best player. But for them to win, they need Jalen to be as good as Tatum and that other dude. There needs to be a big three. Tatum, Luka, Jalen Brown. If those are the big three that are head and shoulders above everyone else, the Celtics have a good shot of winning. But again, this is a game where it's going to come back to how well can the Celtics defend? Can they play defense at a level that gives them a chance to be successful? And they've got to make shots. I mean, I, I know we, we talk about how, you know, defense has to be improved, but they also got to make shots that they get that are open. You know, you look back at the month of December, uh, there are only a couple of teams in the NBA that shot the ball worse from the field than the Boston Celtics. Uh, you're talking about, I believe it was the Charlotte Hornets, and the other one was like the Houston Rockets, a couple of really bad teams. So, yes, they have to make more shots, but it's their defense that's going to be key. Uh, Luka's going to get his, you know that. I mean, he, I, you know, would anyone be shocked if Luka went off for 40 in, in the first half? I wouldn't. Uh, he's that good, and their defense is that sketchy right now. 
So the key for them is to find a way to just minimize his impact, get your best players playing their best, and get something more than just sweat on the damn floor, contributions from the rest of your damn players. Uh, I'm going to say the key is Robert Williams and returning and setting a defensive tone. The one thing I think that I saw, you know, everybody points to that Phoenix game as one of their best games this season and probably was the best performance. But it was a defense that set the tone. They shut down Aiden. They shut down Booker. They shut down Bridges. They punched Phoenix first. Defensively, they were just, you know, they were stifling on defense in that game. And then the offense took off, and they led by as many as 45, right? Um, to me, you need to make a statement defensively, and Robert needs to help with that. you got to shut them down early. And I'm not talking about Luca. Like, Luca, you're not going to hold him to, to 16 points. Okay, we all know that. You know, he's averaging 30 to 35. But you can't let Tim Hardaway hit seven threes. Christian Wood go for 30 and 15. Like, you can hold down the other guys. You can put uh, emphasis and focus on making a defensive statement first, and Robert – Williams will help protect that rim. That's what I think. I think Jason national TV game will step up. Jalen has been very good in terms of, you know, helping out in the scoring, you know, who knows about the other guys, the Derek whites and the Brogdon's and the Horfords and the Housers and the Grant Williams. We just, at this point, we don't know. And that's a concerning thing too. You don't know how those guys are going to play. We, we, we thought we did in terms of the first month, Hauser splashing threes, Brogdon almost 50% from threes, Derek White playing really well, Grant, you know, basically telling us you should have signed me in the offseason. But now we have no idea how those guys are going to do. They're not making an impact. Marcus sometimes disappears. He didn't disappear last night. Well, he sort of does disappear. Got protected. Uh, but he disappears in games. So I think it's Robert Williams has got to put, you know, take those guys, put on the team on his back defensively, protect that rim, make sure that they don't, because he didn't play in the first matchup when Christian Wood went nuts because they were, you know, guarding with, with Derek White and Marcus Smart. So Robert Williams to me is the key player. Come back, bring that energy, say, listen, fellas, I don't know what happened that last game. I wasn't, I didn't play. But damn it, we ain't giving up 150 tonight. Not on my watch. And I know Rob's a little young. We ain't that young. He can say that. So, Robert Williams, my key to the game. All right, before we wrap up, I'm going to be corny. What do you think? You can either do it this way. You can do it the team as a whole or pick a specific Celtics player. What does their New Year's resolution need to be? <laughs> 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 she was right, Gary. She she's gonna be corny with this. Corny, yeah, right. it all. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say that. Hmm. Does it have to be a player? Could it be a coach? Yeah, it could be a coach. That's a good one, yeah. Okay. Joe Missoula. Um I think he needs to get like a stethoscope or some type of, of medical so that he can get a better sense of how to take the pulse of his team. Because mm. I because I, I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he has a pulse for his team just yet. So I would 
My New Year's resolution would, would be for him to find some way of getting a better pulse of his team. That's good. Gary? Uh, my New Year's resolution is for Brad Stevens to up, upgrade the up. roster. Okay. However, you have to. This is the year. Okay. Now, Brooklyn wins it. Milwaukee, you're going to kick yourselves. Celtics are going to be kicking themselves. If one of these teams comes out the blue and wins a championship that wasn't the Warriors, because at this point, there is no great team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right? The Celtics have the best record, and they've played poorly. They're 26 and 12. It's not a great record. You know, that's not, you know, 35 and 3 or nothing like that. So there is no great team in the NBA. So you want to be the best. So your goal before the trade deadline or the buyout market or 10-day is to bring in as many dudes on this roster as you need to supplement. And if you have a guy that isn't playing, well, you get to watch a team win a championship. You know, one thing that they should have learned from Golden State last year is that Golden State had their roster loaded. Iguodala, Bidjalika, Gary Payton, second. Guys, some of those guys did not play. You know, but they had they didn't have a guy on there who was just wasting time. Exactly. And you got some some guys on this roster now, Justin Jackson, maybe Noah Vonley, who are seem to be waste waste of time. And and there's some there's a guy the G League and man, I'm a butcher his name. Um, Former draft pick of the Spurs, um, who's playing for Maine, who I thought was very impressive. Uh, New York or New York, I, I got, and gosh, I shouldn't have brought him Ooh. up. New York. I'm saying. Something. <laughs> um, who, who is, I just looked and he was, he, he hit five threes. And I watched, watched that game against Rio Grande Valley. And I was like, wow, he could probably help the Celtics. Like he just looked ready. And, you know, to me, um, you need to make, maybe, Still upgrade the roster. You brought Malcolm in. You know, can you depend on Sam Hauser? I'm not saying, you know, do anything with Sam Hauser. I think he's definitely a useful piece. But I would upgrade. If I'm Brad Stevens, my resolution is to do what you need to do to upgrade this roster, to add another significant piece to make a real title run. Don't just rely on this team that you have now, because believe me, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, all of them are going to be searching for Miami. Miami's starting to play better now. Don't, don't, don't skip sleep on the heat. Um, you know, they've got off to kind of a rough start. They're starting to play ball now. So all those teams are going to be hunting in the hunt for players. Exactly. Thank you. Marielle Shayok. Uh, thank you, Sherrod. It's funny. I was That's- looking at the roster and I couldn't figure out what name you couldn't say. So yeah. Yeah. Marielle Shayok, sorry. Easy, right? Jersey, represent. Jersey. <laughs> he, grew up, he grew up with Kwani. Um, <laughs> so that's a guy I thought, and, and, and Canadian. So our Canadian fans, let's bring another one to the league. Um, um, so he was a guy I was like, wow. Like, you know, he looked like he could help. I'm not talking about play like 30 minutes but somebody who can contribute. So if I'm Brad Stevens, upgrade the roster, get the players you need to get, because this mm-hmm. is the year. There is no great team. The Warriors are, are shaky. 
Every team's got a weakness. Make sure you don't have any major, more major weaknesses. When in doubt, get a player from Jersey. Shout out St. Patrick's Prep, because my cousin did go there. Anyway, that's a wrap on our first podcast episode of 2023. Once again, we have to give some love to our sponsors, AG, Indeed.com, Rocket Money. Make sure you use those promo codes if you decide to sign up. Also, quickly, I do want to send some love and prayers to Damar Hamlin. I know it's a different sport, but it's definitely a reminder that we love our these games. We love basketball. We love football. But it's always very humbling to remember that it is just a game. So even though the Celtics aren't doing well, like make sure you're keeping in mind that these players yeah. are putting their lives on the line in different ways. And we just want to send some prayers to, prayers to, to Hamlin. Mr. Hamlin. And hopefully he can live a great, healthy Mm-hmm. rest of his life and have kids and be a grand dad and granddad and Amen. whatever he wants to do in his life chase his dreams yes but until next week thank you all for listening this is the a-list podcast have a great week